wrestling is hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestling is hard at gmail.com. I am Jim. Brandon, congratulations. Go birds. We're going to the Super Bowl. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. We are going to the Super Bowl. Two weeks. How much you make? How much you make on, uh, on Sunday? Well, I was telling you a couple weeks ago, I just did a, I had a feeling they were going to destroy the Giants. So I just put $10 on like the most insane line offered on, uh, DraftKings to win. I won 300 bucks doing that. And then I just, I'm rolling that 300 through to the Super Bowl. So we're at 600 now about. We're, we're going to go one more time, which is kind of insane. It's a, one of the biggest butts bets I've ever played. Some, I did it instinctually right after the game, like, fuck it, we're doing this. Then mm-hmm. I was looking at it today and I was like, Hmm. Oh, geez. I want to, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I want to put $200 on this, but yeah, I'm not taking it out. I, um, yeah, I, st- I started, let's see, when we went into the playoffs, I had like $35 in my account that I've been betting on the Eagles, and I now have $290 in my account. Oh, shit. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Fuck this. And I put a couple of, couple of bets down on the Super Bowl. Let's fucking do this. I th- they, not nobody cares, but I think this Eagles team's like legitimately one of the best football teams I've ever seen. So I'm They're not pretty fucking good. They were real impressive against 49ers. And I thought that was going to be a lot tighter game than it was. Yeah. It, it, it didn't didn't stop me from betting fucking Eagles, <laughs> giving 11 points, though. I was like, fuck that. I'm taking that, too. Let's go for a blowout in this one, too, to hell with it. Yeah, it's good for you. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Chris, thoughts? No, I 100% agree. This is one of the best Eagles teams I've ever watched. Um, they're a lot of fun. Unbelievably good. And they're unbelievably, you know, I mean – just, just so good all over, you know. Um, I mean, I didn't. I th- I I thought I had a feeling that that the Niners game was going to be a blowout, and uh, I had a feeling that I have a feeling that you know this Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, they can score a lot of points, though. I'm a little scared. Well, of this. No, but well, but here's the thing. This is gambling wise. Gambling yeah, gambling wise, wise is it? No, I think the Eagles are winning. I just don't smoke city. I think it's smoke city. Um, but yeah, I uh, I told you guys, but I'll share with the uh, the listening audience that I didn't put any money on the game. Uh, hmm. All that happened to me was is I got yelled at by some clown by for calling Andy Reid Father of the Year on <laughs> multiple occasions during the second game. How many of his kids are dead or in jail? Well, his one kid's dead. His one kid's in jail. I don't know if he has any more. Okay. I just wanted to check when on his father of the year status. But when your kid dies in the training facility because he's overdosed, um, you might want to back off from the job for a little bit. It's not like you don't got fucking money. It's his Mormon. He's a Mormon. He's got other wives to take care of this. Yeah. Brandon, also, oh, oh, if I'm, if I may, if you hear any uh, strange snoring, like what's going on right now, I don't know if you can mm-hmm. hear it. Uh, I have the. We have a guest. It's your child. Child, okay. Vito. Vito is with me, and he's uh, farting his ass off and uh, and storing his ass off right there now. He's now he's up. What's going on? Hey, somebody told me talking about my farts. Somebody, somebody said my my name. I'm up. Oh God, it smells like 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 the bay. Whoa, is it just like oh, hot <laughs> eggs. Ma- in your magical ass. Oof. What's up, Brandon? Is it just like hot egg? Yeah, it's like straight hot egg. Now it smells, now it smells like, like hot egg and, uh, and, you know, bay funk. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Like Wildwood Bay funk. (laughs) Yeah. 
The hot oh, eggs from Wildwood Days. Woo! Like wild I wood had days. a blanket wrapped around them, and I just let it out, and it just all <laughs> oh, like no. Dutch oven myself. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Look at his face. He's like, what fuck? What you want from me? What I don't care. Me? I love him. He's such a good little boy. Show, I him, went off to go- the, uh, show him off for the YouTube audience. Oh, let's say that to Bert. Hello, my name is Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Going, 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 going. He's like a little. He's like, I always say, you hear him. My wife will be looking for him. Where is he? What's he doing? I'm like, what is he doing? Hunting for truffles? Because he's just like. <laughs> sounds like a little pig. So cute. Oh, he's trying to get comfy. So Eagles minus twenty. Go for it. Have some fun. Yeah. Thank you. Eagles Chris, minus twenty. No, thank you. I don't know. I'm finally, minus I'm eleven finally. was fun. I could have gone minus twenty. Yeah, That's man. Good stuff. good stuff. A lot of fun. Couple good, from what I understand, from some from a friend of mine who uh, has a uh, has a concession down there. Uh, quite a bit of uh, comedic um, human entanglements, shall we say? And mm. then mostly between Eagles fans and oh yeah, they all fight each other. They all fight each other after yeah. the fact. And I had a couple Niners fans in the bar. I actually met a uh, uh, there was an ex Niner offensive lineman whose name is escaping me. Uh, Super Bowl champion, played with Young and played with Joe Montana, and wow. uh, so and I looked him up. I, I can't think of his name now, but he um, big monster of a guy, and he I uh, he was like just talking shit. This was Saturday night. He came back Sunday after the game, but this was Saturday night. He's talking shit. He's busting everybody's balls. Got, got a chain around his neck with a giant like plastic Forty ers logo on it that they're selling mm-hmm. now for every team, and this and he leaves. And these guys are like these young guys are talking shit. After he leaves, it's like fuck that asshole, fuck him, fuck him. I leaned in. I was like, that dude made a living blocking Lawrence Taylor. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Seriously. Also, also they had a lot to say when he left. <laughs> oh God, you know, and it's shame. It's a shame because I met I met a couple. Actually, I met two Niners that played on that team at two totally different times. But I met a couple other uh, like ex uh, pro football players, and I know an ex Wings lacrosse. If you don't know. Years ago, when when we were younger, there there was a wing, there was an original Wings team, and then that went away, and then there was a new one. And that's about indoor current, lacrosse. Yeah, that's the one that currently plays in Philadelphia. And the guy that he just the guy that I know just got his number retired, and everybody's like, I don't like that guy. He's weird. And I explained to him, I was like, Do you remember those fucking commercials for Wings lacrosse when we were kids? It was all about people getting massacred. This dude's like brain NFL, scrambled yeah. fucking eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And this is what I'm noticing. I meet all these old ball players sometimes. I meet these ball players sometimes, and they're all kind of a little out there. They're all Mick Foley? Yeah, they're all Mick Foley. Sorry, just bringing it around to wrestling. Brandon Fox. Here we go. Was a good, I don't want to ruin your uh, segue there. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about wrestling. We can talk about football and all other kinds of fun stuff. Well, let's talk about wrestling instead. Yeah, that's We're going to talk about fucking Royal Rumble this week, but first let's touch on some stuff that's happening next week. Uh, stardom, I'm just going to blow through this shit. You guys give me your thoughts afterwards, all right? Stardom Supreme Fight 2023 is happening on February 4th. Uh, I think that's what this is called. Yes, it's February 4th. Go through the card, the stuff that I care about. Uh, Sendai Girls, Chihiro Hashimoto showing up. She's going to fight Mirai. Fun match. we got the Naniwa Roulette. It's a single elimination tournament. It sets up the number one contender for the Stardom Championship. It's random. And the matches are five minutes. My okay, only came up with this idea. 
Naniwa Roulette. Brandon, go ahead. You have thoughts? I just said, okay, I'm in. I, yeah, I like right. That five minute roulette. Sardom's, uh, you know, the experts probably in current state of pro wrestling and tournament style shit. Have some fun with it. So it's completely random, and here's who we got involved so far. Mayu Iwatani came up with it. So we got Momo Kongo, Tom Nakano, Natsupoi, Minishirakawa, Wakasugiyama, Mariah May, Mai Sakurai, Thekla, Natsuko Tora, Saki Kashima, Mio Amazaki, a.k.a. Kevin, Kevin Owens, uh, <laughs> Yuna uh, Mizumori, uh, Momoko Ahanazono, who is from um, Osaka Pro, I believe. And we have a TBA. I don't know who the TBA is. I have no idea. So we'll see Jushin that. Liger. Jushin Thunder Liger is going to show up. He's going to come out of retirement. So that should be fun. Uh, tag team match for the God of the Stardom Championship. I'm just going to keep going through these. Seven up, Nanai Takashi and you are the champs. are facing off against Maihime, which is Mike and Himika of Donna Del Monte. Got a singles match for the World of Stardom Championship. Sai Kamitani, the champ, versus Momo Watanabe. This is to break Momo's record of, I believe, 12 straight defenses. Momo's already said she doesn't want the belt. So if she wins, she's got to give it away or some shit. Um, and then we got singles match for the World Stardom Championship. Julia, the champ, defends her first defense against Susie Suzuki. Uh, Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, main main event looks like it's <clears throat> not that it's going to carry the card, but it jumps out notably compared to the rest. Konami, do I know who that is? Have we watched her? That name doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, she retired. Konami. Okay. She retired because like a I one-off. Believe, well, they don't. They don't say. Who are we talking about here? Konami. You mentioned Konami. Yeah. Well, I didn't mention her, but you did. Okay. Uh, I saw she was in one of the matches. I was looking up before, and I was like, I don't know. I don't recognize this name, but if she's someone that retired. Yeah, there's a six-woman tag match. It's Suri, Amy Suri, and Konami facing off against the Queen's Quest team of Utami, Azumi, and Lady C. I wonder who's getting pinned in that one. Yeah, Konami's a woman that um, she had to retire early. She's a student of Kana, a.k.a. Asuka in WWE. Um, and she's big. I mean, people love her. I, ne- I never really got it. She's got the personality of a fucking deep-fried potato. She's just boring as <laughs> shit. Um, she, um, they never said what was wrong with her, but all, because, you know, like, unlike American sports, sports news need to know, know how the sausage is made. If someone's injured, you got to find out if it's an MCL, an ACL. They never said it. She said that she had a digestive issue. And when they talked about her, I read some of her uh, symptoms and the issues she was having. It sounds like Crohn's disease, mm. which kind of sucks. It's fucked up. But she pops up once in a while, and she joins in and, uh, Pops up and pops a rating, I guess. Good. One of those diseases that I convinced myself that I had at one point when I was going through bouts of diarrhea, but I think that's mm-hmm. all that it was. <laughs> it was just fucking. It was a bad deep fried potato. Yeah, Chris deep fried potato. <laughs> Chris, uh, I mean, considering this is the only wrestling that I really find even remotely entertaining right now, all that sounds fucking fantastic because everything else is shit in my Julian opinion. Julian Suzu Suzuki should be pretty good. Yeah, I'm assuming Suzu's, I'm assuming Suzu's losing, but, uh, I don't know, man. This is, this Julia story is going to keep going, especially with, uh, Maya Yuki showing up on stardom. So, should be a fun year. I'm curious who Sai is going to lose to. I'm assuming that it's going to be eventually, uh, Mina Shirakawa, but this should be a fun run. Momo's going to kick the shit out of her. Maybe we get a little storyline out of that. All right. Let's move on. Uh, how about, uh, New Japan came out with some room that, uh, 
some news that you have to subscribe again to get New Japan, to subscribe to something else to get New Japan Strong. So if you really, really like New Japan Strong, it's not going to be on World. You have to subscribe to it somewhere else. Makes no fucking sense. I mean, I've milked the money, but I don't think the money's there. <laughs> oh, I thought God. it was gone. No, it's it moved over to its to a uh, streaming service. Do we know what Here, it is? Here, I'll talk to you about it. Ready? Since its inception during the COVID pandemic in 2020, New Japan Strong has been has seen the best rising stars in the U.S. compete with familiar names from the Japanese stage and beyond. Monthly tapings have seen passionate fans witness great action live with matches from those tapings being distributed every week on New Japan World and Fight. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. Moving forward, choice. all events, all events from New Japan, all, all events from New Japan Pro Wrestling in the U.S. will carry the branding of New Japan Strong. In addition, the weekly TV tapings format of Strong will shift to a dual mode. Strong Live and Strong On Demand. So there you go. On demand, separate from New Japan World. Take their uh, least interesting product and put it behind a second paywall. Sounds like a yeah. good idea. Yeah, I'll get him. Uh, yeah, like if you want to watch the show that we're going to, we have to subscribe to New Japan Strong On Demand. All their U.S. stuff is going to be in a separate. It might be a situation where the, just certain people are going to show up on Strong if you want to see them. Say, I don't know, Kushida. Or Kyrie, you want to see them in New Japan ring? You might have to subscribe to New Japan Strong. Chris, thoughts? It just seems awfully confusing. Once things get confusing, I tend to turn, tune out. Why would I want to? Why do I need so many apps? It, it just it charged me three more dollars. I'll watch it on the fucking New Japan World. What I what, the it's further it's it's jumping on <clears throat> it's jumping on a wave of. Like, um, how do I put this? It's you're jumping onto something that people are like have been complaining about for however, like for a while now. We're just going to fracture the streaming services. Now we're going to fracture the streaming services inside the streaming services. We're going to fracture them more. And everybody's tears. Doing that. Yeah, tears. tears. And commercials, you want commercials, you want commercials. And then I'm sure like, you know, Netflix will have commercials, but it won't be. It'll be like when you watch a movie on, on, uh, antenna tv or whatever and they just jam them the guy's just like i went to the store and i saw that and then it's a commercial there's no like break there's no like between scenes they just jam commercials in places so i mean yeah i won't i won't if you're asking me if i'll pay for it absolutely not silly it's it it is stupid i well, we see it now. It's like New Japan's having pay-per-view events uh wrestle universe is having new pay-per-view events Stardom has their pay-per-view events. It's separate from your, what you're already paying for. So like the special event, quote-unquote special event, you have to pay more money. Now, there's only so many a year that I'm willing to spend money for. I'm not going to spend – I'd like to see – I want to see Julia versus Suzuki live. I'm not spending $30 for it. I'll wait the five days till it shows up on World. And one thing that I've always said is, okay, these streaming services that they provide are super cheap. They're not great, mind you. Quality shit. But they're super cheap. They're like eight bucks a month compared to the United States. Seven fifty, eight dollars a month. It's like nine 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 hundred yen. Charge me fifteen bucks a month. Charge me you know, fifteen hundred yen or whatever, fifteen thousand yen, whatever the hell it is. I don't remember. 
Yeah, and also the you said how many apps do I need? Uh, New Japan streaming service doesn't really isn't really that buffed out after years. No, it's it's you have to be on a browser. Thing. You got to go on a browser. They have an app on the phone, but it bounces to a Chromecast. Like their text way behind. Yeah, and the app on the phone doesn't even you can't access matches from that. No, you can't. You have to access matches. You have to go on the website, find what you want, then go to the app, and then go to and then and then you can fast forward rewind much easier on the app. But that's it. It's basically just a remote control for your Chromecast watching right. New Japan. It's yeah, it's not good, and it's wild because you know I mean, uh, WWE comes out with WWE Network, and it was like the shining star of, in my opinion, of every streaming service that there was that you can pay to get exclusive content, and they put everything on it, and they didn't change it at all until they, you know, I mean, I think that was just a cash grab to go to Peacock, but you know, until then, and even with Peacock, if you have Peacock, you get all of the pay per views. Now, if the le- if the world leader is doing this, shouldn't you be kind of? Fo- I mean, like, are you losing that much money? React. I mean, just kind of follow the following the footprints of who the the leader in your industry is. Like, this is what they do. This is work. This is what works. We should do the same thing. I think that's it. You know, to that point, I think AEW is taking their slow. They're taking the slow road to get to this because I think they want to do it right because they see how everybody's doing it wrong since WWE did it so well. Because New Japan, like, even Wrestle Universe, which is probably the best of the Japanese streaming services, like, Nico Pro, that fucking sucks. Like, there's a bunch of different streaming services that suck. They always have this system where you have to buy points, then you use points to buy shows. It's fucking bizarre. A points pay for points system. That's what, um, Starbucks. Audible. Audible was like that for a while. You said you Starbucks. You had me on the hook right? for a year off of that. Yeah. Audible. I got like six credits that I, I'm, that if you cancel, you lose. So now I've just been paying them 15 bucks a month. With those credits just floating out there. And I guess it, breaking, I guess that's the... But, I mean, that's shitty. Well, Implying that there's one month I'm going to listen to seven books. Right, <laughs> right. Up and get rid of you get, with Audible, you get one credit a month for the $15. And then the ability to buy the other books. What's that noise? <laughs> Anyway, the ability to buy, I can, it is the dog. I can buy, I can have the ability to buy other books. But I mean, just for me, like something like that's not quite as bad because, you know, I listen to one book a month on Audible. It costs me 15 bucks. That's fine. But, um, with, I just, AEW looks like, like you were saying, Jim, I, I, I equate it to, uh, Rockstar Games where you don't get a Rockstar game out for years. It takes them years to put out a game. But when they put that fucker out, it's perfect. And I'd rather wait. So hopefully right. AEW comes out with something I really want to buy it. I, you know, unless they're going to give me every pay-per-view every month I or whatever, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to go for it. But, you know, hopefully they'll they'll when they do it it'll, it won't be like this. It'll just be a straight up service where you get everything and you pay one flat fee for everything. Right. Yeah, it's shitty. They're not going to change, though. It's Japan. They don't change for shit. All right. Um, any final thoughts on that, Brandon? Nah. nah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about these uh, new, Jap- new beginning shows, New Japan, Scott. They're also the same weekend, Saturday, February 4th, and February 5th. I'm going to read off the important matches. Uh, the first night, February 4th, in Sapporo. Beautiful Sapporo. We got about two feet of snow. 
Uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Tag Team Championship match. We got the champs, Francisco Akira and TJP versus the challengers. Just two dudes, or just two guys, Doki and Yoshinobu Katamaro. We got a special singles match. We got Will Ospreay versus Taichi. And also a special singles match. We're getting Shota Umino versus Tetsuya Naito. Should I keep going or you guys want to talk about it? You can keep going. I don't really have anything to add. Okay. The Great Mood is not on this retiring. Yeah, this is no, the first card in a while he's not appearing on. Yeah. He's, thank God he's not appearing. He's wrestling in my backyard that weekend. <laughs> so um, this stray cat in my backyard. <laughs> So uh, the next night, also in Sapporo, the fifth, we have Master Wado and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Taiji Ishimori and Kenta. We're furthering that to those two feuds. I'm going to skip the Oh, here we go. Okay. Fourth match, 30-minute time limit. Jado, Hikaleo, and Tamatanga versus Gato, El Fantasmo, and Jay White. Surprise, surprise, Jay White didn't show up at the Royal Rumble. No shit. Uh, what else we got? Tag IWGB Tag Team Championship match, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto versus the Challengers, uh, Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols. That's uh, the Mighty Don't Kneel. We got the New, J- New Japan World TV Championship match. The champ is Zack Sabre Jr. He's fighting Tomohiro Ishii. That should be a fun one. IWGB <laughs> Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yo challenges Hiromu Takahashi. There you go. Thoughts? Not bad. I mean, it's new beginnings. It's usually not the most exciting time of year, but um, the Will Ospreay Tai Chi is interesting <laughs> as a special right. singles event, right? Uh, we get the clapping crowd. Or, uh, we're done with the clapping crowds officially. I oh, think that's right. Yeah, that's official. Yeah. So that's yeah. encouraging. I saw Will Ospreay, the bird, tweeting out that uh, how much of a, a big deal it was to him. And, like, I don't know. Uh, obviously, we're suffering through it a bit watching it uh, on shitty New Japan World, but not nearly as much as them. And I thought it was interesting to hear how much they, they kind of confessed that it was driving them all nuts. Right. Yeah, I've heard reports of that multiple times where guys are just like, it just sucks. And then to go back to the United States and wrestle or go to the UK and wrestle and you're like full on crowds going nuts, fucking screaming and yelling and chanting and having a good time. Then you got to go back to Japan, your actual home base. No matter where you're from, the company, your home base is in Tokyo. And then you have to, a bunch of people just clapping. Yeah. It's going to be, I, I don't ever want to go back to this ever again. You can kill another couple million people. I won't care. If I have to watch non-clapping wrestling ever again, I would be very upset. Couldn't agree more. Yes. Chris, let's well, I, Yeah, um, I do have a thought, a serious one. Um Okay. I just tried to fart and almost shit my pants, so I had to run away to the bathroom real quick. Okay. Well, <laughs> so it's going to be close. We like to talk about shitting our pants. Well, it almost happened to me. That's uh, quick thinking, I, brother. Usually I can squeeze out the diarrhea before <laughs> the podcast, but I, I felt that pressure on the exterior of the cheek. It wasn't on the interior of the b-hole, and uh, yeah, it was, it was time to run. That's all I got, you got for that, You got that little <laughs> crock pot on your lap. Like, That'll do it. <laughs> he's, perc- he's percolating that percolating that gut. Yeah, His yeah. farts are causing you to fart. Oh God, the last one smelled like fucking pure, like a sulfur mine. Hell yeah, <laughs> I love him. Like, I love my little guy. He's my little boy, and he makes that crazy eye. Ooh, long guy. He's so cute. Anyway, all right. Guy looks like a bat. I'm into him. 
A little bit. Yeah. We watched the Royal Rumble. Did you guys watch the Royal Rumble? Brandon, did you watch the Royal Rumble? I did, yeah. Chris, did you watch the Royal Rumble? Uh, highlights only, Saturday night. I was at work. That's fine. Let's talk about it. Through the card. You ready for this? Go for Here it. Here we go. We're, uh, complete amateurs of, of, uh, the Royal Rumble. I've never watched WWE before. Uh, it's kind of weird to get back into it because I didn't really know some of the lore. And I dove into the beginning of the Royal Rumble match. I didn't watch any of the pre-match shit. Happened in San Antonio, Texas. They had 51,000 fucking people there. So I didn't realize the Alamo Dope was so fucking big. It's huge. When they showed it, like the one shot, I was like, Jesus Christ, that's a big ass fucking stadium. Is that for basketball? Who plays in there? That's what I was wondering. What is that? 64,000 seats inside. So they, they did, um, they just built a massive stadium down there. I mean, they, what I mean is when they build it, not, it's not new. I remember when they built that, I thought that, I thought that the Spurs played there for a while and they yeah, block off, that, big, yeah, they block off big sections of it, but they've done the final four there. They do what they have this like way of just blocking it off to where it looks like a smaller stadium. I really don't. I, I forget says when the it says so when the Spurs got good in the late nineties, they moved them out of the Alamo Dome to try to get a better environment. So they must have started there. Yeah, oh, gotcha. And then in, invested. Right now, it's not for anything really. It's just one of those strange things that just exists. Uh, the San Antonio Brahmas, the Rocks. That's what I'm looking at. What is that out of there? The Rocks Football League. He bought the XFL. XFL so he's, oh, it's XFL. Okay. The F yeah. in XFL, do you know what it stands for? Farts? Failure. Right. <laughs> failure. Okay, cool. American Extreme Cheer failure. Power is going to be there. Uh, the ATB. Weird events. <laughs> Boxing. Strange. I will tell you this. Hold on. Let's see how much it costs to book it. Go ahead, Chris. I will tell you this. I am not a fan of the Royal Rumble in these big arenas. And the reason why these big stadiums. The pop from the surprises and the pop from like the entrances gets drowned out. It just, it just gets lost in my opinion. There were some good ones though. All right, let's go through. It's it, also, right? it's also. Well, we don't know how. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. It's also there's an incredible amount of bad seats from. Oh man, the, the way it was set the up. The way that the ramp was set up. There, not the ramp, but the walkout path was set up uh, to where this bleachers actually start relative to the ring. You could be in the first row of the of the seats and you're a quarter mile away. Yeah. It was an interesting setup. If you didn't watch it, it's the, the, the ring was like all the way at the far end of what would be, I guess the football field it was like near one of the end zones. And then the other, the rest of it was just walkway and, and floor seating. Could you imagine being like, yeah, I got floor seats and you're row 38 on the floor between, between behind 37 other people's fucking heads. It's fucking awful. My advice to anybody going to a show, unless you're trying to buy tickets to the same show I'm going to, never sit on the floor unless you're first two or three rows. Good. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I did that one time for the UFC, sat on the floor, like row 20. I was like, dude, we're going to be so close. If one person stands up, it ruins it for ruins everybody it. behind them. Mm-hmm. Shall we move on? Yeah. Okay. That's it. That was the Royal Rumble. All right, let's Yay. talk about the Royal Rumble match. <laughs> Cody Rhodes defeats, you ready for this list? I'm just going to blow through it. We're going to do thoughts. Defeats Angelo Dawkins, Austin Theory. This is alphabetical, mind you. Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Booker T with the skinniest legs I've ever seen on a professional wrestler, Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, Chad Gable, Damian Priest, star of the show, Dominic Mysterio, 
Drew McIntyre, Edge, Elias, Finn Balor, Gunther, Johnny Gargano, Karrion Cross. I missed some of these dudes, by the way. Kofi Kingston, Logan Paul, Montez Ford, Omos, Otis, Ricochet, Santos Escobar, Seth Rollins, Sheamus, The Miz, and Xavier Woods. Bring the thoughts. It, I mean, it was fine. It was it was over an hour long. I think I saw. Uh, didn't feel like that. I watched it last night. I think. Mm-hmm. Some some highlights were Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. Uh, I didn't know what was going on at first with Edge and Beth Phoenix against fucking Damian Priest and his squad. But we get a little Beth Phoenix spear and Rhea Ripley. They come out. I think during the Men's Royal Rumble, something's going on there. Um, Gunther, probably the, the star of the show here. Yeah, he or, awesome. No, no, no. How could I, not the star of the show? Because Logan Paul and fucking yeah. Ricochet, Chris's favorite wrestler. Uh, Dick one, of the wild, one of the wildest uh, moments I've seen in a minute. Yeah, Dick O'Shea. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, absolutely insane, that fucking spot where they jumped. Both of them jumped halfway and met perfectly in the middle. It looked like something from a kung fu flick where they'd be on wires slammed into each other. That was fucking rad. Um, yeah, Chris, thoughts before I start talking? I was going to say, um, the other day, I've been saying it for the whole weekend since that happened, at least. I said, you say you will about the Paul brothers. They are, both of them, fucking freaks of nature, the two of them. And him being able to hit that fucking spot was absolutely fucking unbelievable. I mean, and he has done nothing but shine every time he shows up in WWE. Uh, you know, I mean, he's one of the better... If if you're gonna make me, you know, recency bias rank the the uh you know the um celebrity wrestlers, the celebrity surprises. Um, you know, you get Bad Bunny. Obviously I think it's probably the best one that they've had in a very long time. Um and then you get uh I would put Logan Paul right underneath him. And, you know, just it was very he seems to just like very super athletic and able to pick it up and be able to pull off a move like that. Only being around for less than a year is, and only wrestling what two three matches, right? Mm. I mean, it's just fucking amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Sorry, I was looking into his sports background. Bad Bunny did it first, but both of them fall into a category that we don't usually see, which is guys that aren't totally washed and past their prime, and then appearing on WWE. Right. Like Mike Tyson, so you're saying the guys like that? Yeah, pretty much every, everybody that showed up. It's like, oh, he used to have a career, and now he's he's doing this. This is, uh, you know, for whatever reason, two guys that are like actually athletically able to 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 and interested in doing wild shit. So we've gotten a couple of fun spots. Yeah, uh, Cody Rhodes uh, eliminates Gunther to win. Um, Cody Rhodes, big baby face pop comes out, classic WWE baby face, kicks people and punches them in the dick. Before he eliminates them, which is fucking insane. It's just the concept that WWE has them punching, they're cheating to win. Baby faces is just, just ridiculous. You know, uh, I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think of some more, before I go back to you, I'm trying to think of some more stuff that stood out because this was a fun match. Booker T having skinny legs really stood out to me. Uh, they called Finn Balor a, uh, what do they call him, a sexy spaceman or something like that, which was pretty fucking rad with his new pants. Uh, He's a sexy man to be. Yeah, Johnny Gargano, no no heat at all. I think I, I think I turned it on when uh, Dominic Mysterio came out. I think that's when I started watching. 
He was great in this. He's a fucking chicken shit coward. He was fucking fantastic. Go ahead, Randy. You're gonna say. No, I don't know that I have. I don't. I have too much else to be honest with you. It, it was fun, and I like that using the men's first because you're an hour in, uh, pretty warmed up, and then you're kind of moving. It's like uh, that. Sometimes if that goes too late, it can just be kind of drag you out because I don't really give a shit about most of these guys. But you mean you don't care about where Baron Corbin finishes? I do not. No, I think the one thing that they fucked yeah. up that I saw though, but sorry, was that. I guess it was announced that Cody Rhodes was going to be there. And then he comes out 30th, which is like once he once you get to the last guy, you know who it's going to be, which that's usually one of the fun surprises of the Royal Rumble. So, I mean, I don't pay attention to the WWE, but it seemed like everybody knew that this was going to happen, right? Cody Rhodes was winning it. No surprise, right? Right. I guess him versus Reigns at Royal Rumble or whatever it's called, WrestleMania. Chris, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, when I saw the Cody, Cody Rhodes one, I, it was kind of a it, – it was one of those – yeah, it makes sense. So I'm sure if I watched the show, I would just have assumed he was going to win. Um, But this is always one of the fun pay-per-view of the, pay-per-views of the year. I always enjoy it. So it's kind of hard to fuck it up. Um, But uh, we were – oh, you made a point about Cody Rhodes coming into a big babyface pop and, and – um, and kicking people in the dick and doing all the shit that he does. And I, I equate it to the fact that like, you know, they, when these guys do this, I think that there's somebody, the, the, you have somebody who doesn't understand subtlety who is like, Oh, but I think of people cheering for Eddie Guerrero, Guerrero when Eddie Guerrero was lie, cheat and steal Eddie Guerrero. And, the the difference between that is is that even though people cheered for him, he was a fucking bad guy. He was never good. He portrayed himself as a villain. People just took to him. He's also and an he, underdog in WWE. He was well, one hundred percent, right? But even when he was doing the lie, cheat, and steal thing, people just because he was so good at what he did, people loved him. But he was always a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he never came off like he had any virtue. And people, you know, the the shining star of, like, the midi, the guy that's not really a baby face but everybody loves is Stone Cold Steve Austin. But he came off like he was tweener, a jerk, tweener. too. Yeah, tweener. He was like a jerk. He was a jerk. He was never like, you know, like he had to go rescue uh, Stephanie McMahon. He didn't want to do it. He did it because his conscience finally got to him. But he didn't want to be involved in that whole situation. Fucking leave me out of this shit. Mm-hmm. And they just go, oh, well, yeah, but people cheered these guys and they did dastardly stuff. So we can make a baby. No, it's that doesn't they're not a baby face. Not everything has to be team A or team B. There are outliers. And, you, you know, I just don't I don't understand it. And Cody Rhodes is definitely somebody like if you're going to have him come out to that pop and it depends on the person. But if you're going to have Cody Rhodes come out at 30 as a baby face, he should be the baby face of all baby faces, you know, but then you had, you know, t- to my point, they had been making money off of Cena just kind of being a bully and a dick and still being a babyface. You know, like, it's okay. You should have virtue. You should be virtuous. But if somebody's a scumbag, you can dip, you can go down to their level, no problem, and still be the good guy because they do it too. And that's just not the way it works. You know, you have to have something that sets you apart from those people. You don't want to stoop down to their level. And they just allow the babyfaces to be like, oh, yeah, you kick me in the dick, I'll kick you in the dick. And balls are small. Balls we only know small. that he's a baby. 
We only yeah. know that he's a babyface just because it's obvious that he is because it's WWE. But his gimmick is he's an, a nightmare. When you watch mm-hmm. him in the ring, the couple times that we've seen him, he's not behaving like somebody with any kind of uh, real values or, or honor system. It just is the babyface. Yeah. yeah, but he's also cutting promos like a babyface. I I, you know I, mean? I don't know. I don't watch enough to. Yeah, like yeah, well, but. I mean, Christ, he we haven't. I watched when he cut one promo, and then he didn't work for six months. So yeah, you know, <laughs> like, I, I didn't he's only got like two promos really, since he's been back. Yeah. He's been gone for a fucking year, I think. But I'll be I checked out. I'll be checked out of WWE until WrestleMania. I'm not gonna watch anymore. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you won. The other thing on this sorry to keep interjecting you, yeah, but uh, Pat McAfee, he comes out before this to, to his own entrance music and gets up on one of those spinning office chairs, almost falls over, the place is going nuts. I, I can't think of anybody else in this spot. I know it's been going on for a while. I just watched him a, two, three weeks ago call the NCAA National Championship game, goofing off on there, like calling uh, he's calling the uh, – Georgia Bulldogs female mascot a bitch because technically or a son of a bitch because technically it is uh, talk about penetrating college football and getting inside of it. Now he's on WWE standing on chairs. Kind of a, uh, one of the more interesting. I don't know that I really love him, but one of the more interesting personalities in in, in America right now. He was he's great. a fucking NFL punter. Uh, at one point, that's right. The commentary on this fucking show is amazing. One point, Michael Cole says Dominic Mysterio is a piece of shit. And he's a piece of sh- And then what's his name goes to cut him off, but it's not before he gets that hard T in. <laughs> it's really good. And the commentary was great. Has it been like this? I don't know. You'll have to reach no out idea. to the watchers of WWE. No idea. It's, this was it was fun during this match. Did Brandon go take a poop? Who knows? I'll keep to I'll clock. Uh right, give credit right. to Dominic Mysterio. Um you know, uh a lot of the fans hate Dominic Mysterio, gets a lot of shit. Or did, I guess. He's a fucking bad guy, man. And he's weaselly shit, and he plays him perfectly, and he looks the role. Come on, stop! Remember when I? I think, hated, it was, I, I think his hate for Dominic, the hate for Dominic Mysterio, was spillover from when he was a baby face. Probably, and then they just don't pay attention. Like I can see that, and I don't fault anybody for that. Like you didn't like him when he was a baby face. Now every time you see him on your TV, you're like, fuck. And you don't really give yourself the opportunity to look into the nuance of his character. You know, like him calling Rhea Ripley, mommy, mommy, help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah. Of course, he's not the Dominic Mysterio build a figure that you've, they've been giving out pieces where you get this little head with blonde hair. But, right. You know. yeah. All right, let's move on. Is he back? Did he poop? Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Sorry. I, I feel my drink. Took the diarrhea. Uh, just shot shit out of my ass onto the wall and then came back over. <laughs> What's the song? <laughs> uh, pitch Black match. This is our first match with uh, Bray, Bray Wyatt since he came back. Uh, Bray Wyatt defeats L.A. Knight. Um, a lot of Blacklight. I was a big fan. I like Blacklight art. Huge fan. Do you have a big mushroom in your dorm? I have a big Hold mushroom black. in my pants, Chris. No, no, no. no. Long, big, long, you have a long stem mushroom. It doesn't glow in the dark, does it? I wish it did. <laughs> uh, yeah, this match fucking sucked. Brandon thoughts? It, yeah, it was exactly as long as it should have been. The excitement of the black light wore out in about five minutes, and that's yes. when the match ended. So, Yeah. 
They're selling a Mountain Dew soda here via the Undertaker 2.0. That's that's his big gift. He gets to go on Raw. The Undertaker anoints him as the next in line, and he gets to go hawk uh, a new variety of Mountain Dew product. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Chris, thoughts? Don't know. Don't care. L.A. Knight's pants were great, though, because they were glowing in the in the dark light, the black light. Yeah, but, but what's going on with this fucking guy? We were pretty hyped on him when we were still following this. I, I was into him from NWA. He was on NXT when we were into it. Now, good for him. He's gotten involved in some angle with Bray Wyatt appearing at the Royal Rumble. So I guess I'm it's the, one of the higher-end angles on, on WWE is this Bray Wyatt thing. And then some dude in a mask falls off a fucking stack of chairs or some shit and kills L.A. Knight at the end. I, it's like Uncle Ricky or something. I don't know who the fuck Uncle, Uncle Fester. Uncle Howdy? Isn't Uncle Howdy with um, Reagan's talking to Uncle Howdy when the demons in Exorcist? There you go. That's the name of the monster, Uncle Howdy. Pazuzu. There you go. Uncle Howdy it was. Pazuzu. Next up, WWE Raw women's title match. Bianca Belair defeats Alexa Bliss in 7 minutes and 33 seconds. And then Alexa Bliss gets a visit from Bray Wyatt via videos on a... Big screen in a 51,000-person stadium. Brandon, thoughts? This is still going on, huh? Alexa Bliss is still... <laughs> Bray Wyatt comes back. She's probably just like, God damn it, I got to go back into getting tormented by this guy again. Like, this is back when we watched it. We were actually enjoying... If you look back, if you listen back, like, I guess October of the Bray Wyatt years, the uh, the Fiend, we were getting a big kick out of it. Alexa Bliss was shooting fire out of her fingertips. Remember that shit? Oh yeah, yeah. She I mean, it was a little creepy. Them. Yeah, it was a little creepy that she was uh, dressing up like a little girl. Guy, I'm just the last little girl. And the Look at my tits. And the bone bags were coming out. And the United bone States. bags are jerking off to the little girl. Oh god, swinging. Uh, it's good to see your career is taking quite an arc. <laughs> uh, final thoughts on these two matches, Brandon. You missed no, WWE really. if you watch these two. No, no, but I I feel confident that we're in a pocket here where I'm like I can, can tune in two nights a year and get some semblance of a kick out of it, but certainly not. Laugh at, laugh at, we can laugh at it, Chris. Yeah, I don't no interest at all. There we go. Women's women's excuse me, let me let me say that again. Women's Royal Rumble match. Rhea Ripley comes out first and she defeats Clownface Oscar, B Fab eliminated in like seconds. Bailey, who looked awesome. Becky Lynch. Candice LeRae to zero pop. Chelsea Green to a big pop. Dakota Kai. Dana Brooke, who I haven't watched WWE in a while. Listen, it's your body. You do what you want to. You don't even, she doesn't even look like the same fucking person. No, she doesn't. Wows. How about Emma? She's in WWE again. Indy Hartwell came out there. Eosky. Lacey Evans, who is now military lady again. Liv Morgan. Mia Yim. They have her listed me again. She definitely had a different name. I don't know what it was. Uh, Michelle McCool came out of the stands, handed her kids her soda, and came in. Natalia, Nia Jax, as predicted by Brandon. Nikki Cross, who ran to the ring. Piper Niven, Rachel Ra- Rodriguez, Raquel Rodriguez, sorry. What was her name in NXT? Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Roxanne Perez, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi. Sonya Deville, who looked like a million bucks. Tamina, New Gear. Tegan Knox, Jesus Christ. Jaya Lee, Zelina Vega, and Zoe Stark, who was in there for a while, too. 
61 minutes. Uh, Brandon, you got anything? Uh, yeah, but I, I was at first I was like about to call her Raquel Gonzalez, and then I saw it was Rodriguez, and am I like, am I fucking racist? Am I just messing up, messing up these she was Spanish last names? They, they yeah. just flipped both of them. Um, I predict I predicted uh, Nia Jax would get a big spot at the end there. I think you. What she, did you predict Nia Jax for though? It wasn't this. It was like for, yeah. for Flair. <laughs> yeah. Good. I knew she was she was got coming back one of these days. You knew maybe got the biggest pop of them all. Oscar coming out looking wild as shit. Well, she's been gone for a while apparently. Very loud for Oscar. I still follow her on social media. So I thought that was interesting. Raquel Rodriguez dominated. Uh, I just want to have to go into detail. It's a goofy fucking comment Corey Graves made at the beginning of this. But I was like, it, it stuck in there. I was like, whoa, what the fuck did he just say? Uh, other than that, decent enough match. No real thoughts, though. Not memorable to me. This, this, as opposed to the Men's Royal Rumble, which didn't really have this, this feel. The women's, the middle of the women's Royal Rumble did have like a, uh, let me go run to the bathroom type feel to it. Drag. When you had like the Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke and all those girls come out, you're just like, yeah, this is, this is real slow. <laughs> this is a real slow match right now. Well, Chris, can continue. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. Go ahead. They continue to run into this problem where they don't have 30 women that are relevant. So there's a, that constant drop where it's like, let's bring Michelle Cool out of the crowd. And there's just, a, there's, I think last year was somebody from Impact showed up that was supposed to be a big deal. They were breaking the forbidden door. Just, the depth isn't there, so there's a, a, a even bigger boring part of it. Oh well, oh, that's Mia Yim's name, Mishin. Go ahead, Chris. Well, uh, I the woman that showed up from Impact wasn't it? It was friggin' uh, uh, what's her name? Yeah, the champion her, now. Yeah, what the hell is her name? Anyway. They called her Miss Piggy in WWE. What the hell was her name? God damn it. The cowboy awesome. girl, right? She's yeah. awesome. Oh, whatever. It'll come to me. Good. It'll come to us. But, I mean, that was that actually was a big deal. Um, but Mickey James? Mickey there James. Go. There you right. go. But, um, no, I agree with you. This this uh, didn't really look like there was much going on. Um, they they like to bring – I mean, I get it. You bring in the special attractions, uh, Michelle McCool, right? Wasn't that who it was? Yeah. But it's like, you know, you're bringing in attractions from an era that really isn't considered to be that great. And they were just getting shit shoveled on them on a regular basis. It's good. You get somebody a payday. I don't give a fuck. I'm Texas. Saying. Fuck it. Um, I, I got that I, Texas I, bop. So I will address the Corey Graves situation. Go ahead. I, I, I'm curious what he said. I, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't have the actual quote. But he made a comment that half of the people in the Saint, San Antonio Alamo Dome were related to Raquel Rodriguez. Okay. Well, now, I'm just curious. Was this a situation where, because she is from San Antonio. She is from San Antonio. Maybe they went back and she was like, maybe she brought a, t- a bunch of family members. You know, like 10 people from her family came to go see it. And Corey Gra- <laughs> Corey Graves, I'm just saying, like, maybe he was just like, made a comment that she had a lot of family members there. And that was the comment that he made. And it was just like, oh, fuck. Because we don't. As soon as it came out of his fucking mouth, yeah. he's probably like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, it's just, you know, whatever. I ain't defending him. He's kind of a, he seems like a bit of a tosser. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh's own. Good. Yeah. The uh, Oscar reveal. 
Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think Brandon's right. They don't have the depth of roster. You get into a lull every time they do a women's, a women's Royal Rumble, which is, you know, it's to be expected. I'm sure you can write your way out of it, but, you know, I'll get into it later. I think with AEW where the writing just ain't that good and people are not being creative. It's like when we talked about Game of Thrones and they said, well, this was kind of like House of, Fire or whatever the hell it was called, the last one, the dragons. Yes, yeah, like, the dragons. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of like a history book. It wasn't really have dialogue. Yeah, that's why you hire writers. Mm-hmm. Write yourself out of these problems. Write yourself out of the fact that you don't have a lot of you don't have enough strong people in there, and you're going to get these lulls. You have people that are hired to write around those lulls. One thing they did do well with this is they brought a bunch of people in from NXT. So you got Indy Hartwell's in there. You know what I mean, like. I wouldn't say a bunch, but you had some people that haven't been on TV, I guess, that much. They were acting like Roxanne Perez, Indy Hartwell. And they've been big on Zoe Stark since she showed up. Right, yeah, because that's, yeah. that's that's that's, that's Shawn Michaels' girl. So Trips is like, yeah, hell yeah, she's the best champ. Shawn Michaels is just like, let me explain to you why you should use her. As I go across and people get okay. hypnotized. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to explain it to the audience listening. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Most of the audience is listening. Sorry. Uh, they also yeah. did uh, two times in a row that night, which used to be a big fucking deal. Uh, like I remember Benoit did it when I was a uh, kid. Who ran the whole? Kill his family. Yeah, he got he rode the Bowflex. Um, ran the whole Royal Rumble and both matches that night. They had someone go from number one yeah. to the end. And it's like that's supposed Boring. to be. Special. Yeah, you know, the only, I, I think the only per, you know who the only person to come in at number one and win the Royal Rumble was Rhea Ripley. Was she number one? No. Yeah, she was well, number one. Royal Rumble. Men's Royal Rumble before. Oh, that. okay. Rick Flair. You know who that was. Reed. Rick Flair. I was in number one Royal Rumble and I saw Carfield. It was Reed Flair that did it. Reed Flair is the spirit of Reed Flair. He's dead. I've been doing for you. It's Andy Reid. Uh, I think four of the girls that came in pointed at the, the Andy Reid's kids. <laughs> Andy Reid Flair. Is that one of his kids? Andy yeah. Reid Flair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like four girls came out and pointed out to the pointed to the uh, WrestleMania side, which is so fucking corny. Like you're like, all right, Andy Hartwell, you're not going to the WrestleMania yeah. event. Like take a walk with this shit. Also. You know, if you're a comedian and you're on a uh, uh, like a comedy so- showcase, you, you kind of go over everything and you say, "Well, I do a joke about this." You don't go out there and do the same joke as the person before you, right? Right. And like, as soon as the first person pointed at the WrestleMania sign, they should have just been like, unless they were going to have all thirty women come out and be like, "Yeah," and then wrestle, then that's a thing. <laughs> was it Jericho and o- Omega? They wrestled the Wrestle Kingdom, right? Jericho Omega. Yeah. And um, uh, I forget who. Well, Will Osprey was wrestling somebody, and he did a spot that they wanted to do. He jumped off one of the uh, riser things, did a flip off it, and they were going to do that. But then they saw it. They were backstage talking about it, and then they saw him do it, and they're like, oh, "Shit! God damn it! Now we can't do it." Yeah, it would have been better if every single entrant into the Women's Royal Rumble pointed at the WWE, uh, the WrestleMania sign. Yo, remember the year that the WrestleMania sign burst into flames? Was that last year? 
<laughs> no, I remember don't remember this at all. Fuck. I forget what it happens. It just started burning. And there you go. Also, uh, th- another thing that stood out over these, which WWE started during the pandemic, they do that pan out shot, and everybody now has like a three dimensional graphic. It's they've they've got it's gotten worse than ever. It's every single person has got some like photoshopped, so uh, weird thing that appears over the entire arena. <laughs> it's incredibly yeah. pixelated. Yeah, Dana Brooks was just. Topical mum and cream and a scalpel. Yeah. <laughs> Filler. Zelina Vega looked big like a no, big needle came in and just said Botox on the side yeah. of it. Zelina Vega, her getup was video game getup. It looked fucking awesome. The next the time I see her, I'll scream plastic. that I love her. What's that? Nothing. Junk. Listen, she is um one. She's criminally underrated, in my opinion. She's, she's fantastic. She queen of the ring. She was, yeah. yeah. Now let's move on. Do we have any final thoughts on Royal Rumble before we well, talk we about the main event? Oh yeah, let's go. Yeah, Royal yeah. Rumble. All right, uh, WWE title, Universal title. I guess they're combined now. Roman Reigns defeated Kevin Owens in 19 minutes. Um, fun match, heel turn, I guess, babyface turn, the whole routine. Brandon, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Go ahead. Uh, I skipped through half the match because I'm like, man, this I we haven't watched this shit in so long, and here we are again with Kevin Owens get taking the beating at the end of the match by Roman Reigns, and I know where this is going. So I don't I don't even have that much to say about it. Just I hardly was interested in it. After the fact, it seemed like a hot angle that uh, they did a decent job of filling us in on, like WWE always does. Um, Paul Heyman's great. Some some uh, conflict within the Usos probably probably could have sh- uh, struck the right audience crowd. Didn't totally land with me though. That's okay. Sami Zayn always a good time. Yeah, he was fun. Uh, Chris, now I only saw highlights of this, so I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Um, Go ahead. It seemed I mean, to I'm me I'm the WWE expert. Go ahead. It seemed to me that uh, Paul Heyman was almost instructing Sami Zayn to do what he did. I don't know. I didn't catch that. I saw. I was it watching live. I didn't catch it. Uh, yeah, I saw it on one of the videos. I could be completely wrong, but it looked like Sami Zayn picked up the chairs and Paul Heyman was looking at him and going like that. With I his think head. he was. He, he may have been. Oh, I don't know. Um, he may have been. Guys, I, didn't I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Um, Paul Heyman. Ooh. Just curious if anybody had seen that or if I had saw, seen something else. Doesn't matter. But um, maybe that's a plot point that we're not going to pay attention to, so it really doesn't matter to get into it's it. It's one of those situations where it's if it's a deep cut or some kind of detail lore that I missed, I'm not going to pay attention to it ever right. again. So if I missed it, I apologize. Cause I just move past it. No, right, I, was just, I was just curious if anybody else saw it. Um, and, uh, I mean, look, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, it worked a bunch of times. Uh, you know, like I said, I didn't watch it. Some of it worked again. But, um, yeah. It was a match, right? Roman Reigns looked dominant in it. He kicked the shit out of him. The problem I had with WWE in general and their writing is that it was heavy-handed. And you knew what Sami Zayn was going to do from the moment they showed him 20 times during the match. There's no face looking, you know, disgruntled and upset the whole time. I was was surprised that one of the Uses abandoned Roman Reigns, but I guess that's the story going into Elimination Chamber, which is in Montreal, by the way. So our French Canadian boys will probably be in the main event. So I, don't know, I, I thought this was a really really fun match. 
I thought it was good. Uh, I thought it was very entertaining. I thought it was a little ham-handed, the storytelling. Of but course. But this is WWE, and that's what it is. You know what I mean? Um, of course, social media reacted like it was one of the greatest stories ever told, as if this was, uh, we were watching Spartacus throwing up against the emperors of Rome, as if this was uh, something, that, a Martin Scorsese film. It was, it was entertaining. It was professional wrestling. It was good professional wrestling. Yeah, you moved yeah, on to something else yeah, the next day. Yeah, Chris. No, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you moved on, and then the next day, the Eagles played the NFC Championship game, and one of you forgot about everything that happened the day before. Yes, so yeah. much so that I missed. I mean, and you know, that maybe on, maybe it's because Brandon had mentioned it. Maybe you know, I'm not the audience for this, so maybe I wasn't as invested in it, so I wasn't, you know, hoping, wishing, and waiting. But um, you know, part of this of, is like, this is just where we're at. Uh, there, there's this mass of people that's paid to talk about this shit and has suffered for a long time. So you execute something that shows that you're, there's somebody in there that, that there is a wizard, uh, of, of Oz and they're like, Oh, thank God. And it, it blew up more than it should have just because it was like actually somebody, uh, finishing something with that had some meaning to it. It's, it's far from great. It's incredibly ham handed, like Jim said, but. Uh, that was kind of like my feeling on it after the fact. It's like the the deep root. Like I feel like these people are almost motivated to overhype something up just because they're dying for some semblance of like logic to happen. So. Chris, I don't have enough interest in WWE to even follow up with what Brandon just said. There you go. It, you know, he, he nailed it. And I you know I got nothing. We forgot something. We forgot the main event of this fucking show, by the way. Any final thoughts on this? Brandon? No. Chris, final thoughts? No. Hardy performed live. His song sold out. <laughs> this is seriously one of the worst fucking musical, live musical performances I've ever seen in my entire life. Brandon, thoughts? I skipped it, so I don't have anything. Oh, my God. Let me see if I can no. pull it up. All right. Here's an assignment for both of you. I can tell by the look on Chris's face that he missed it too. Oh, I'm Googling him. I don't even know who this person is. We're gonna, Watch we're it for next week's episode. We Watch it for next week's episode. You uh, want to see some of the worst fucking country rock in here? No, history. I refuse to. I'm not no, watching you have to. No, you saw his face. This is a job. He looks like. <laughs> do it. He look, you oh, know what God. he looks like? First of all, he's a country guy. He's giving metal, metal horns, which is. I'm like Ronnie James Dio with them now. Um. He looks like if Dwight Schrute had brought a friend in on an episode of The Office. That's what this guy looks like now. And they're all like, oh, so so uh, Dwight brought his friend uh, Hardy in on Wednesday. And Hardy's like, hey, <laughs> we've been talking about it because uh, I just got a, a figure of him in the mail. Hardy's like poochie in the Simpsons. He just shows up like, hey, I'm the rapping country music guy that's here to say that this is going to be a really great day. Yeah. And everybody kind of gives each other that office look in the background like, mm. yeah, he's terrible. I, I I can't wait to watch it. It's embarrassing. I watched, I watched this whole show with my wife, by the way. She doesn't watch professional wrestling. We've talked about this before. We got to this. An actual quote from my wife. I was trying to figure out what was going on the entire show. But this shit is fucking awful. There's nothing redeemable about this. That's how bad this, shit, this this musical performance was. Like we were sitting there watching, and just like it was so many questions. Like we weren't laughing. It was just like a 
what is who is the market for this? What is this? The crowd was silent. Some spatterings of booze. I mean, of course, you have to have a pee break. <laughs> and I'd rather it be a pee break during this. You know what I mean? I like the kick, kick drum has a uh, the like black metal font with the black background, white letters that are like bleeding out. Yeah. And then he's just like uh, the lyrics I'm listening to. Don't give a damn. Ain't afraid to throw it down. And then he does like a mosh pit elbows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's wearing like coke dealer fucking sh- shaded glasses. Who is like, the audience? Robert De Niro. Please, someone, if you're no, listening out there and you like Hardy, explain to me why you like him. I never heard of it. You, you said I saw Hardy appeared. I'm like, oh, Jeff Hardy's back in fucking WWE. Nope. Hardy. This is the real Hardy. Forget about the Hardy brothers. Holy shit. He just released. Couldn't get Kid Rock, huh? Nope. This is Knock, Knock Rock. Knock Rock. Kid, Kid Knock. Fake Kid Rock. Oh my God. Fucking terrible. All right. Let's move on. AW. Oh, first of all, let's talk about this. News came out today. Abushi's officially Kota Abushi's officially out of his first contract or out of his New Japan contract. First show booked. He's going to be in California. I guess it's the weekend before WrestleMania. He's doing Bloodsport. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Word is is that he's changing his move set. He's going more striking and ground based, less high flying to protect his body. Brandon, thoughts. Yeah, my first thought was, Chris, we got fucked when we went to Bloodsport. Yes. Wow, we got MG, MDK and uh, Potato Man without a shirt on. What else do you want? We got double gold think, chain. We got double gold chain, gold uh, Jordan, Davy Boy Smith Jr. I think the uh, guy we saw in the main event who was supposed to be Moxley is uh, some like independent wrestler that's already been canceled as like some kind of sex predator before he even ever made it. We could have got oh, a fucking yeah. Ibushi. Chris Dickinson, I think it's his name. Yeah, yeah, Chris Dickinson. Yeah, he is. He's done. So he beat the shit out of his wife. <laughs> That's my first thought. There you go. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, "Oh fuck! If they come to Atlantic City, we got to go. We got to make a weekend out of it." <laughs> I immediately looked up when it was. Yeah. Was like, yeah, it's WrestleMania weekend. We're not gonna be able to see it. I did think because I I don't know if I talked to you guys about this. My wife can't. She's told me we were talking about maybe going to Japan in January, do some, you know, Italian, some wrestling, some sumo, traveling around the country. With her neck and back, she doesn't think she can do the fifteen-hour flight. I don't blame her. It's a bummer, but I don't. I, you know, what are you gonna do? But I might make her go to WrestleMania with me. <laughs> so there you go. Oh yeah, yeah, because I got a big, I got a big fucking birthday coming. I'm not, I, yeah. I think it's a little too late. Like I, to make the decision, she needs to take off work and shit. I was going to try to go to LA for WrestleMania, but I don't think I'm going to be able to because I got to buy tickets and shit. I got to buy a flight. I got to go find a place to stay and tickets to shows because I'm not just going to fucking WrestleMania. I probably won't even make it to WrestleMania, but I definitely would want to go to TJPW's having a show. I would go to Blood Sport. DDT has a show. I will absolutely go see DDT anytime I get the chance to go see DDT. But I don't think I'm going to be able to make it this year. Oh, well. well, I was telling people I wanted to, uh, <clears throat> you know, people ask me if I'm going to WrestleMania when it comes to Philly. And my response is uh, my concern is everything other. I'll go. Than WrestleMania. Oh, I'll go to WrestleMania if I can get some cheap tickets. I don't give a shit. I'll sit in the, if I can get them cheap yeah. up top, I'll go. Just say you were there. Yeah. It was really I don't have fun. to stick around. I'll show up halfway through the fucking show. I don't give a shit. And leave before it ends. 
Oh, shit, I missed the Miz's right. match. Like, what the fuck do I care? That is next year already. Like, it's a flight across the shit. country. You'll get a lot of that shit next year. I know. But um, there you go. So, Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi's officially gone. Of course, AEW speculation is abounding. Who's his opponent in March? Could be Mox. Oh, we have no idea. So, uh, First stop, GCW. Yep, GCW. <laughs> it's kind of funny that GCW evolved. I mean, like, you know, GCW has a good relationship with a lot of fucking wrestlers overseas. They'll, they'll pay to bring you in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, Maki Ito has been there like five times. Rina Yamashita has been there a bunch of times. Like, it's they're paying them big money to come over here. Probably paying for their flight, too. That's probably the catch. There you go. He also, Chris, you know, you there's any... a chance he can wrestle. He, Like you said, uh, maybe, you know, if he's main event in that, maybe he's wrestling Barnett. That That's, I would, I would imagine that's probably I, the most. I would imagine that's what it is, too. And if Kota Ibushi is, you know, I mean, he's, he's a grappler. <clears throat> I don't think you give up that opportunity. Yeah, I'm sure. If Barnett was a trainer, a fucking legend. Barnett. Yeah, and he was a trainer with New Japan for a long time, so I'm sure yeah. he worked with them. They've known each other for years. Mm-hmm. So exciting stuff. Maybe he's going to wrestle more, Potato yeah. Shirtless Potato Man with Bandana, nice. or one of the other. What's the other guy? Team WMGK. What's that guy? <laughs> WMGK. <laughs> I can't say that, dude. I'll say that a million times. We actually got into that at work the other day. Two of us were just going, WMD. <laughs> I mentioned private parts about something completely different, and two of us just started going, WMDC. Now, Paul um, Giamatti will forever be pig vomit to me. He's so good. Um, yeah, I don't know. What was, <laughs> the, the, guy, the, the guy from Camden, the junkie, the. Death yeah. metal guy, yeah. death wrestling guy. What's his Nick, fucking Nick name? fucking Gage. Nick, Nick, Nick fucking Gage. Nick fucking Gage. Gage. Nick Gage. Gage. Just think. Is he Nicholas Cage? I wish. Just think. If we didn't go to that, we never would have seen Nick Gage. <laughs> <laughs> I've never we felt the rest like... of our lives not seeing Nick Gage, and then when he gets beat up by carrying Cross, and the fans couldn't understand how that could possibly happen. He gets beat up by this giant, super in shape guy that's throwing leg kicks and head kicks, and he's just like, "Ooh, Mark, fuck Mark!" He like teeth kicked him in the chest, and fucking Nick Gage will get all fan. He's like, "Fucking pussy shit!" What beating you in a fight? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh God, it was just so embarrassing. And I had no idea who he was. So when he came out, remember when he came out? Because you didn't know who he was either, did you, Brandon? No, no, no. But we had no idea. And when he came out, everybody went nuts. And Brandon and I were just like, what? <laughs> Why? I was going to say, it's like, it's towards the top of the list of times where I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. This isn't for me. Because <laughs> there was a lot of school shooter looking motherfuckers there. And yeah. then they all stood up for that. And I was like, oh, okay. That's what this ah, was. He's yes. one of you. Gotcha. He's your, he's your, your people. Yeah, he's your people. Incel crew. All everybody get together. Combat boots guys with greasy hair, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did rem- I noticed uh, when I was touching myself in the shower, you know, I was thinking about this. <laughs> um, when we go see New Japan Pro Wrestling, there is a possibility that I can get my photo taken with Kyrie Sane. 
we gotta make Kyrie sure Hojo. Early. Kyrie. I Bonebag Jim is gonna be out. When she when she first went to NXT, I was thinking of uh moving to South Florida. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I was just gonna live in the in the dumpster outside and hope for her to show up and be like, Kyrie, you're never a fan. And if she rejected me, I would have just thrown shit at the front door of the performance center. Remember that guy? Chris? Yeah. Good times. Do you know what the C in GCW stands for? Come. Columbine. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? Oh, God, I don't have my inhaler. I'm going to die on air. <laughs> oh, too soon, yeah. 9 11. All right, let's. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's move on to let's, before I start making nine eleven jokes. Um, AW this week. Oh, never forget it. spaghetti. Um, did you guys catch uh, Amy Sakura versus uh, uh, Jamie Hader, Brandon? I did. I did. You did not, uh, Brandon or Chris? Did you check it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Good. Yeah, it was. It was great. I don't know what else to say. There's they chop the that. shit out of each other. Dude, they they chop the shit out of each other. Their tits, both of their fucking chests were fucking blistered. Um, so, uh, I mean, you know, it was very hard hitting for a woman's match. Don't say that. Don't say that. Fucking assholes. <laughs> they beat the yeah. shit out of each other. They awesome. beat the shit out of each other. And once again, we're in a position. And I don't know if it's because I'm not used to seeing it on a regular basis and not used to seeing um, it being... Uh, you know, this, this impactful, right? Just because of the way that it was done for years, uh, on WWE and American, American television to see the women in these, um, impactful, like, you know, I hate saying it, but strong style type of matches where they're really beating the shit out of each other. Uh, I'm not maybe, maybe that's maybe, so it's kind of new to me and I fucking love it. So maybe it's, it's like a recency bias thing for me or, uh, maybe it's just because I find everything else else in comparison to it on that and every other pretty much every other wrestling program there is so unbelievably uninteresting that uh, I mean it's just so it, I get excited for a match that essentially doesn't do anything other than to just straight up entertain right we're not moving storyline along with this match and uh, I found it very entertaining I was very excited to watch it uh, a lot of it had to do with the you know basically just the knowledge of what Emi Sakura is, who she is, what she is, the level which she, she, uh, the level that she brings to a, a match just makes it more entertaining. Um, and Jamie Hayter is just, you know, throwing bombs left and right. I love to see this shit. Um, and, uh, a lot of other, a lot of, we talked about this last week, so I'm not going to get into it, but these, you know, the, the commentators and, and some of the other wrestling shows and shit, wake the fuck up. Wake up. Yep. Yeah, it was real good. Brandon, if you get a chance, at least check out the highlights on uh, YouTube. I think they're available. Yeah, there's I will, yeah. I yeah, there's some pictures. Fucking Emmy Sakura's chest was just destroyed. It's fucking Jesus. chops and shit. It was fucking awesome. And uh, Jamie Hader, I mean, if I was going to imagine anything, Jamie Hader was like, let's get her on TV. we got to get her on TV. Let's work her. I've never worked her. I, you know what? I think they have worked together. But uh, not that not, not in a stardom, but in maybe in some, uh, maybe in, um, I forget what the company is over in England. Because Jamie Hader was the champ of, I can't remember the name of the company. Progress? No, it's uh, Pro Wrestling Eve. Oh, okay. Yeah, Pro Wrestling maybe Eve. she, maybe she said to them, hey, look, we can get it. You want a good match for Dynamite? Here it is. Here it is. 
And I put me on dynamite. This is what I want to match. You're getting She's okay with losing. She don't care. It'll look great losing. It'll look great. I'll look great. She'll look great. There you go. Put her over in the ring though. Let's do it. And put her over too. I mean, if she didn't or if she she didn't need it, but I mean, like just like pushed her even further ahead as a fucking you know ass kicking machine. Yeah. Which is one of the problems with a lot of professional wrestling is is that you don't really have that ass kicking machine. It's Mm. not like just going there and just um brutalizing motherfuckers you know it's this like very fanciful artful thing which is cool i mean it's not but like you know you're lacking that just going in there and just fucking clubbing somebody until they're right. done you, and pinning them you, you need there that are, too right exactly you need a hashimoto you need people like that that go in there and they just beat the piss out of their opponent samoa joe's not everybody is going to be a daniel brian or brian danielson not everybody's going to be an okada not everybody's going to be an omega Sometimes it's fun to have like a really high end professional wrestler that can kick the living shit out of people with just power. It's fun to watch. And without being a giant. Right. Because that's boring. Yeah. Right. All right. Hey, uh, let's talk about dynamite real quick. Um, this week, singles match, John Moxley versus Hangman Page. Tag team match. I'm reading this on cage match, by the way. I don't feel like looking at anything else. The acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster versus question marks and question marks. AW TNT title match, no holds barred match. The champ Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe. That should be a good one. We got singles match. We got Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher. Officially announced. I don't know about. This. I'm assuming that MJF will speak <laughs> at some point. And you excited for AW this week? I've never been less excited for AEW than that than right now, unfortunately. So something's gonna have to give. We're in that lull, man. We're so good for a while, right? Like they had us for four weeks, now they're gonna lose us for four weeks. There's uh the, dog? the dog's screaming. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Brandon. He he must have pooped somewhere upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Something was brewing where it was Hold on, hold on. Yo baby, he's shitting. Oh, he'll pee pee on the carpet. He shit on the carpet too. You catching that? You know what you got to do? You got to kiss that no. dog and love it every minute of the day. Mm-hmm. You shit wherever you want. You're so cute. Okay, Brandon, thoughts? <laughs> Chris, thoughts? AW. Uh, this is what I was going to bring this up earlier. I waited for this. So you have Brian Anderson, one of the best wrestlers in the world, widely considered one of the best wrestlers in the world. You have. Um, Timothy Thatcher, somebody who I was very interested and very excited about when he was in NXT because he was presented in storylines. You have these two guys wrestling, and, you know, Timothy Thatcher is not a member of AEW. Maybe you can only get him for a certain amount of time. I understand it. What does this have to do with anything that's fucking going on? It makes no... MJF is bringing him in. But did he say that? I believe he did. Did he? Okay. So even better. Okay, so even more to my point. So we've discussed this last week. So MJF is doing what he did before, what he did before. Do it before, do it before. We're going to do it all the time. Every time MJF is going to be involved in anything, he's going to pay different guys to beat up the guy that he's afraid to fight. 
and then those guys are going to get beat up. And he's never going to switch tactics, even though he's so smart. He's such a dastardly heel. He's never going to switch tactics. He's going to just keep doing the same fucking thing over and over, spending his money on bums who've never won anything to go beat up a guy that he's afraid to fight. He did it to Jericho. He did it to CM Punk. Now he's doing it to Danielson. Really? Who's getting paid to write this? I mean, it's it's so, if you saw a movie, if you put out money, which nobody does anymore, but if you put out money to go see a movie and you sat down and the storyline was structured like the AEW storylines are, you'd be like, what the fuck did I just watch? I've watched porn that had a more coherent storyline than anything that AEW does. The best storyline that they have going, the most con- 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 uh, coherent storyline that they have going right now is a bunch of women who are fighting a bunch of other women because uh, they were here in the beginning and we just got here now. So we don't like them. As bad as that is, as stupid as that is, at least it is a coherent storyline. It's not a good one, but at least it's a story. That's the only thing that they have going on right now. It's horrendous. And then everything else they're doing is weirdo knockoff WWE shit. They're doing exactly what Impact did, which is try to be WWE light. The Max Caster and his bro and his the guy and and um Anthony Bowens going to a psychiatrist with um the ass boys. Ass boys. That is ripped from multiple raw storylines. Like try something else. It just it's just getting it's getting ridiculous. You know, limit the amount of time that you show this shit backstage. Make everything happen in the ring. That would be a nice change, right? Or do anything. If you look at something, you're like, hey, you know who does this really well? WWE does it really well. So guess what? We ain't gonna fucking do it because we can't. You can't compete with it. Even though we more, don't. I got watch two more it. matches to add to. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm fucking ranting and raving. And I no, it's okay. Go right ahead. Keep no, going. no, no. That's it. That's all I had to say. I'm glad you did because I was just going to start talking in circles, which I tend to do after a while. That's okay. Uh, before I go to you, Brandon, uh, we're getting Brian Cage versus Kanosuke Takeshita. And, uh, Jade Cargill defends her 50 and 0 against Red Velvet. Or, she's 49 and 0. She'll be 50 and 0 if she beats Red Velvet. Pretty sure that's everything. Thoughts, Brandon? <laughs> It's a Christmas thought. Where are they going? Bruno San Martino with this fucking shit. I don't know when this is going to end. Yeah, I mean, to me, the the background of that, and I completely agree with you, Chris, is just the lack of a clear leader or any cohesion in the locker room. I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel like there is any. So people, it, it feels like whoever the circles are that are hanging out on the road or outside of this are making up their own shit that they want to do with each other. And the, Big ex WWE guys are kind of like still in this spot where they're not sure where. To, like I, I, I feel like Brian Danielson came in. He's like, hey man, I'm not trying to be the champion and dominate this show. I just want to wrestle and have fun. But just for the sake of the audience, it's like just give him the fucking title and have him be the, the interesting one because he is the the most interesting one. Just That's think, it. just think how different it would be if Young Bucks and the Elite got along with CM Punk. We had storylines brewing in September that just fell the fuck apart. Right. Great. MJF had a whole different storyline going. Fell apart. He was had a new crew. It all fell apart. I that's another odd thing though. It was like we got a new crew and then one piece of the puzzle, a big piece, mind you, falls apart and then you just start screaming abandoned ship. 
He was a baby face for like two weeks. MJF. He doesn't. It's then he just went back to January of two thousand fucking twenty one or something. Like they just went back or twenty twenty two. They just went back and they were like, oh, let's just rehash this shit again. And you know, he. We talked about that. You know, I know this has been said a million times. I don't give a shit. Back to my point where you look at something that WWE does well, don't do that thing. Do the opposite of that thing. Try to be as different as humanly possible. So your major heel is essentially, they say it all the time, and, and, you know, obviously he's different. He's not the same, but he is the Miz. He's their version of the Miz. But you're trying to be this kind of little bit skewed version of a guy who's probably one of the best guys at doing that ever, ever in professional wrestling history at playing that character. I don't think you can think of anybody off the top of my head that does it better than that guy does it. And you're going to be a knockoff version of that. Once again, you know, you should be turning completely away from that. Still be a heel, but don't be that heel. Somebody already does that really well. And you just look like a shitty version of that thing. And like I said, it's the mistake that Impact always made. The first thing I did, I never watched an Impact episode of Impact in my life. Never watched TNA in my life. Never saw it. As soon as we started doing this podcast and I volunteered, sacrificed myself to be the guy that was going to watch Impact. As soon as I watched it, I was like, wow, they're doing everything that WWE does. They're just doing it wrong. But they're trying to be just that show with a different name. And nobody can do it. And that's what these guys are doing now with these backstage segments and all this other crap. It just drives me crazy. It's just so, it, you know, I want to watch wrestling every week. This shouldn't feel like a fucking job. And when I have to watch AEW, it's like, oh, God, can I find something to do while I'm listening to it? Can I put this on while I clean the kitchen? Like, I can't even sit and watch it. Stardom, I can sit and watch. When AEW was good, I was sitting and watching it. I was watching it live. I was making sure at 8 o'clock on Wednesday night, I had snack and everything I needed upstairs in front of the TV. And I would sit down and I would watch AEW. And then that lasted, like you said, for like four weeks. Mm -hmm. I just don't fucking care anymore. Nothing's compelling. Nothing matters. It's just like. I think Jamie Hader is compelling. Oh, no, I agree with you. I think the women are actually fun. Right, but what what did I just like? One. What did I say though about the women? The major storyline, the major plot line between the people that aren't the champion, is not a good plot line. Right. It's kind of, eh. it's not that original. It's just, bleh. but what's saving it is at least it's a plot line. Right. And if the they were just taking, the, yeah, if they were just taking the women and just throwing them in matches. It would be cool to watch, but then eventually you would just go, well, you know, where, where are we going? Right. What are we doing? Why am I watching this? Now, Jamie Hayter versus Emi Sakura, yo, guess where that match belongs? That match belongs at 10 o'clock on a Friday night. It's fucking right. awesome. Right. Right? Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. You know when that, that, that match was on, on Dynamite? Five o'clock because there was NBA playoffs. And that match was fucking awesome on a Friday night. Right. And there wasn't really much. They were just developed. And the only reason I'm saying that these matches belong in those spots is because they're not really developed. They weren't developed storylines. Obviously, the developed storylines, in my opinion, belong in the main event on Wednesday because everything else is shitsky. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I just, I get so fed up because I want to enjoy this. And they make it so hard. 
That's Brandon, final thoughts? Completely agree. I don't have any others. There you go. I've got a thought. So as Chris was talking, my mouse wandered a bit. I just so happened to click on the cage match of Io Sky, a.k.a. Io Shirai, for her ratings. Someone gave her a 2.0. Okay, this is Io Sky, Io Shirai. This is from 2015, so back when she was still with stardom. Good wrestler, very good performance, good looking, and full total package, but I still hate her in the past, if you know what I mean. Never forgiven until today. I prefer look her older sister Mio than this. Just waiting comment from this. Haters gonna hate. Yep, that's all I say. I speak the truth right on my chest. There you go. Right on my chest. Dope. Fucking Cleveland steamer. Dump on my chest. Wrap it in a blanket. Mm -hmm. Okay, so next week. All we got is, that's all we got, right? We got fucking AW because the pay-per-views. Well, we, I guess, you know, we can talk about the New Japan pay-per-view. That's yeah, this we'll do weekend. that. Too. That's this weekend. That we can watch live or right afterwards. The starter <laughs> one for a couple of days. <laughs> What's up with this uh, Ric Flair documentary that dropped on Peacock? Did I, somebody sent me a screenshot oh, of that. Oh, one of you yeah, guys. That was me. Oh, by the way, Peacock, dude, it was fucking awful. You guys watched it. You watched highlights. I tried to watch this live. It's constantly dropping. Um, at one point... If I, you know, you know how you wander on the social media, I get results. They were fucking, I was five minutes behind at one point from the live stream. Peacock blows, dude. It's fucking terrible. Do, do you remember when my whole review of a WWE pay-per-view was Peacock sucks? Yeah. Yeah. It lost me. I was like, yeah, I'm out. Fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a uh, Ric Flair doc. Chris, you going to watch it? It's produced by um, WWE, so I'm sure it's going to be uh, not slanted in any way, shape, or form. Didn't ESPN just make one like two years ago? Yeah, good one. It's going to be same look like fuck, a piece of shit. Yeah, it's going to be the same fucking thing. Except he'll, he'll be good at the end. I went to a bar and drank six vodka sodas. I drank this, and I drank, good for you, Rick. Good for you. You're I, I did see that. And I drank it all. You, and you drank. I drank it. Yeah. Look how cool I am. Good, good for you. You've managed the to The Peacock Original. Becoming Ric Flair. That's what it's called. It looks like a million bucks in this picture. I want him to have one more match so we can actually watch him die. You know where I want him? I want him to have a match in the same arena that killed Bruiser Brody. Puerto Rico. The you arena killed him? <laughs> yeah. Someone in the arena? Someone in the arena. No one knows who. Invader number two. No one knows who. Perhaps Invader number yeah. two. In Puerto Rico, the arena was haunted. It's the trailer to his death. Oh, okay. We're just writing as we go along. Yeah. In in the shining, there is a shining star in the Caribbean, and on that star is an arena, and that arena means death. Here's live footage of Ric Flair. We found this live footage of Ric Flair before he goes in the ring. <laughs> he's rolling around shit face, covered in it. He's got a diaper on because he wears a diaper underneath those drawers. A fucking full on adult diaper. I pooped him. I got pooped first. Go out there. Doopy doopy. Woof. Woof. <laughs>
<laughs> you think if he woos too loud, shit just shoots out the other end, like at the same velocity? Brandon, seriously. <laughs> All right, let's get it. Uh, the last, the only thing I want from Flair is one of those matches with Onita where you can buy the weapons that they use on each other. Oh, that was amazing. That, that, that would be the, that would be the most fun thing. Oh, yeah, well, he we'll doesn't have it. any money. Yeah, we'll fund it. I would definitely I'll buy I bought, weapens. I'll, I'll fund What did I buy? I oh, bought, oh, we like, buy weapons. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah, like you watch it and you can bid and be like, yeah, for 20 bucks. I, I forget what I bought. Something that I they can what, use I, on each other. Yeah, mine was like a taser or something. I forget what set, it was. It's like 15 bucks to watch somebody set fireworks off in his face. I'm like, yeah, that's not sure. And then you could tip wrestlers and they get paid that money. I'm sure Onita was taking a cut of it, but you get paid the tips. I tipped the uh, trans wrestler. I was like, yeah, she can have my money. There you go. It was a good I show. To... I love that show. That was great. More yeah, Onita shows, please. I want to show. I want Ric Flair to wrestle in a match where if he loses, he 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 has like like Star Trek where the the Spock's brother tells him what causes them their pain. Yes, he he learns what causes them to behave. Like to drink as much as he does. He's like, <laughs> and he show me your show me your pain, oh. Rick. Your parents don't love you. Oh my god. It was hitting you, Rick. I'm your father. And I wish you were dead. Hi, Rick. Where are we Hi. going? What is that? I wonder if you announced He's banging his daughter. Oh no! No! <laughs> you know, he's trying to get in there. He's like, oh, sorry, just let me get in. We can piece of it. Woo, woo! Oh my woo, god. Woo, woo! I love you, Reed. Talking about Garrett Reed? Died Garrett Lehigh Reed Flair. Training camp? Gary Flair. <laughs> <laughs> so we officially, we officially, uh, had Rick Flair bang his daughter this week. So if, uh, oh, and we also have him related to Andy Reid. Father of the year, Andy Reid. Father of the year, Andy Reid. Father father of the decade. I'm just going to stand up here and uh, talk about a football game and pretend that my son didn't kill an entire family. Fuck it. Fucking Rick. God. Everybody's going to be like, I mean, it's Andy Reid. He used to be a coach here. He's a fucking piece of shit. There you go. Sins of the sons bleed into the father's life. We were... But like an hour after the final, you know, at the AFC Championship game, and I was already over these fake storylines. Two brothers facing off against each other. Andy Reid used to be the coach. Give me a fucking who fucking cares? How much is the line? How much can I win on this? <laughs> I will. I, I, let me tell you a story real quick. Yes. Uh, who was it that's, who does anybody, who sang the national anthem in Philadelphia? Anita uh, Baker. Anita, Anita Baker. Baker. I just yeah. couldn't remember her name. Okay. So my friend was watching the game. Mm-hmm. My friend has a knack and I've told him, I've pulled him aside and told him this quite a few times, right? It's not a bad thing, but it does cause me quite a bit of pain from time to time. He has a knack of talking to weirdos. He's a weirdo magnet and he doesn't pick up on it until too late. And, of course, I looked at him and I said, hey, buddy, you're doing that thing I told you to do. He's like, oh, I am. Oh, God, no. And he does it like when the weirdo's about to leave, he'll spark up a conversation. And now I'm stuck with the weirdo again for another two hours. So he's talking to weirdo. And Anita Baker comes on. 
Now, you know, we all have heard how difficult the Star Spangled Banner is to sing. Not an easy song. This is a fucking poem. It's not a song, and it's a terrible song. I don't give a shit. What terrible song. Awful song. It's awful. I hate it. It's not meant to be a song. It's a poem. And Anita Baker probably got called, didn't have enough time to prepare, came out and missed a ton of notes in that song. Whatever. Ooh. Who gives a shit? Right? I don't care. And my buddy said, <laughs> man, Anita's missing a ton of notes here. And the creep that happened to be sitting next to him talking to him looked at him and said, yeah, it's funny. You think it's funny my grandfather got blown to pieces? <laughs> what? Yes. And he got up and left. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> and wait, and when he told me that story, I said, did you look at him and go, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is, sir. There's a lot of serious uh, people do. And then I got, yeah, it's wrong people. to call him that. I'm hey, a big fan of people. I've been a big fan of people that get like personally offended for jobs that other people did. Oh yeah, yeah. big like big, oh man, patriots. Like you find out about like all these, you know, like you do any deep dive and you find out all these horrible things the U.S. government did in Vietnam, and their grandkid goes, "You mentioned it." And their grandkid goes, "My grandfather fought in Vietnam." You, you're you're sitting here drink a drunk. At the bar. My, my, uh. <laughs> what the fuck do you want for me? My grandfather died in Vietnam, fought and died in Vietnam. And yeah, and you're 20, so you didn't even fucking know him. Go ahead. Brent. My mom, uh, her new husband got Israel into like genealogy shit. Mm. And she, and he figured out that like a bunch of her, um, what is it? Is it ascendants or the, their lineage fought in the Revolutionary War? So she like, applied for she's a daughter of the american revolution it's her license plate now in her car and she like goes to these meetings and i'm just like <laughs> he's like telling me i should do it i'm just like i i don't give a fuck like i didn't do anything to deserve that i don't i didn't do anything there's well, no pride the i don't have any pride what's the perk just you to acknowledge that you've, you're like one of the ogs like i've been here i'm just like i just don't you, give a fuck. you don't get anything out of it like what the fuck do i care you get a license plate that's that's sponsored cool. by the, the Commonwealth that says you've been around, your family's been around. It's just I, I can't imagine, like to your point, I have no pride in the fact that I don't think it's not cool. But I just have no pride in it. Like wow, that's pretty wild. It's um, there we go. I heard somebody talking about this the other day. It's uh, it can be classified as uh, you you get you get the feeling of having virtue with doing no work. Right. Yeah. I didn't do anything, but I'm virtuous because look at what I have on my car. That's what that is. It's like a weird. Yeah. People are like that. You know, I mean, they want they stand for things. It's easy to it's easy to, um, you know, I'm a big I'm a firm believer in nobody cares. (laughs) Nobody cares. Nobody cares about anything. They like, you know, I I, I, I'm not saying like when. You can't pay the gas bill, right? You, your, your, uh, your, your feelings for the environment will subside. Like if you're a, you're, 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 you're an environmentalist by nature, you know, you, you want to conserve, I don't know what you would call, you would call it. I just pick that. And you want, <laughs> you're a Blue Lives Matter guy, right? And you stand for Blue Lives Matter. 
all of a sudden I don't give a shit about those cops. I need to pay this fucking bill. That's how that works. Because nobody gives a shit. You're wired to care about your own survival at the end. Right? So it's just like this. I don't have to do shit. I can condi- So, you know, you don't have to do shit. You just say a few words. And now all of a sudden you get this feeling of you're actually doing something and you're virtuous. And all that shit just gets thrown away as soon as you, as soon as any kind of hardship is, you know, experienced. I have no virtue. I have none either. I have zero. My virtue is telling people I have no virtue. You have virtue in telling people that you have no virtue. That's no, virtue. That's honesty. Honesty that's, is a virtue. Is that, that's, that's like admitting you're an atheist shows that you actually have a belief in something. Well, that's I'm an atheist. You're an agnostic. Yeah. Or uh, I'm a what's the what's the uh, uh, fuck? I can't remember. Shit, when you, you're a nihilist. I'm a nihilist. Well, you're not a nihilist because you believe you're a nihilist, so therefore you have a, a belief system. And therefore <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. not a nihilist. I'm sorry. You can't be. Eventually you can't down be. the line, you, you, every, someone could call you a nihilist. If you say, I don't believe in anything. Somebody but, said the other day, claiming that you're non-binary is just, uh, another binary that you put yourself into. You're a trinary. I'm a trinary. I'm trinary. I'm part of the other. Oh, good. Everybody just wants to belong, right? Yep. I don't care. That's right. I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't care. There you go. Subscribe and follow and belong to us. Thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. Brandon, Chris, I'm Jim, and we'll be back here next week with AEW talk and New Japan talk, and we won't be talking about WWE unless someone dies, maybe, or Vince stuff. But uh, it was fun talking about WWE. Bye bye. Go birds. Go birds!